Explain that it's called genocide, not a party wipe. Welcome to Two Bees in a Pod. I'm Braden. That how how many that's, people would it? I'm Brendan. You, I welcome that's to the a podcast. Lot. That's an entire generation. Where we, that's a lot of player characters. Where we do structured podcast. Yeah, we talk about we discuss things. things and stuff. It's that time usually again. in some sort of manner, one following the other. I'm in my manor. He's in his. Mm. Chateau. Thank you very much. House. Mm. Uh Man, it's been a week. It has been a week. You know, it has been a week. And you know what? Uh, I, I guess at this point, um, we should probably break the ice. Well, let's do that in the only way we know how. True. Roll we them have dice. We have dice. We have the technology. Well, Brendan, what have you well, been walking? What, what have you been watch, watching? This watching? Do you, oh my god! Do you need like a like a Gatorade? Okay, take two. Ready and go. What have you been watching this week? Well, I've been walking. I mean, what? I, I take three. I've been. I have been watching. Uh, so my girlfriend and I have been watching. Comey can't communicate. Very adorable. Um, but a female uh, female protagonist that uh, has severe social anxiety to the point of near mutism. mutism. Oh. Um, so, and it's about, like, the guy that she meets, and he's just, like, generally nice, and he winds up striking, com- striking up conversation, and now the whole thing is, like, helping her make friends, and the goal is to get her to 100 friends, is the first big goal. And she puts, she puts all their friends' names down, uh in her notepad and it's like super adorable and uh it finally got to the and she communicates by writing things onto a notepad and then showing it to her uh, showing it to people that's far too many friends and well i mean even if it's just acquaintances okay and it's what she wants man it's not what you want you need like a handful of good friends not like a hundred mediocre meh friends well i mean i'm sure there'll be good friends in between there but anyway um, and they kind of like, they kind of subvert the expectation because they make her, the character's like super like pretty and like, looks like in like 10 years, she could be like a supermodel type sort of like character, but she has such crippling social anxiety that she obviously wouldn't be able to do anything. So it's a, it's a nice sort of like, like subverting of expectation. Cause you see the character the first time it's like, oh, okay. She's got, she's like perfect at everything. And she's got, she's like super popular in high school and she could do no wrong. And this girl like hardcore panics at somebody going, Oh, good morning. And if she doesn't have her notepad on her, she goes like catatonic in fear. Hmm. Um, so yeah, it it was, it's a nice show. It's very good. I do recommend it. Um, is that an anime? Yeah. Yeah, it is an anime. Um, where, Netflix. Netflix. It is on Netflix. All right. Yeah. So yeah, crippling social anxiety. There's oh, and there's also one character who is non-binary as well, and very boisterous, very like over the top. Um, <clears throat> and I didn't pick up on it, but they actually, uh, like address the character as they, 
for the most part. Mm. Um, there's like this one like funny bit, like, weren't you wearing like the regular boys uniform last year? And then the character's like, I don't know, maybe because <laughs> they just kind of do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, don't like doing homework. They don't like doing structured things. But if it's like going to the amusement park, hell yeah, we're going to go where I'm going to organize everybody and we're going to have so much fun and we're going to go. So, yeah, it's solid. Um, there's this other character who's uh, got like such a massive crush on the main character but she's kind of pervy about it. So that's like another <laughs> thing too, that they kind of subverted is because like they took like a really prim and proper, like nerdy, nerdy type, a nerdy type girl. Like she's got like cute hair and she's got like the cute face and stuff like that as anime does. But then she like, it, they flip the script and it's like, Oh, she's actually kind of depraved and a little weird. Um, not to the point of it, like completely ruining the series or anything like that. It's just like, Oh, stop being gross. And then she gets like messed up by somebody else in the class when she's trying to do something dumb. So like there's like that little bit of satisfaction. Oh, she's doing something gross again. And someone's like, stop it. And then they just like give her a whack. And like, yeah. So, I mean, they hit the reset button. Mm. Um, yeah. And there's like another character. Uh, you find out that like the, the, the main dude, the super nice dude used to be like ultra dramatic and like very like drama geek type. Um, and because he was always so over the top, no one wanted to associate with him. So he's like, okay. I'm going to be reserved. I'm not going to make any waves. And now nobody wants to talk to him because he's like, not even, he doesn't have a personality. One the other way. Yeah. Right. So he went like, he went from over the top and crazy to like boring. So, but it turns out like, that's like the perfect, he was like the perfect catalyst to get uh, the main character uh, talking at least through paper. And like a really like crazy part happens. that This is like, because the way they pace the show, it's very slow and, it feels like a friendship that might blossom into something more. And that's kind of like the two main characters. It's supposed to be a love story, but you feel like it's more slice of life, trying to get through high school. Let's see if we can get to get to a hundred friends. We believe in you sort of thing. Right. Um, There's one scene where they're at like track and field day and she, like the main character, everybody else is like cheering super loudly and stuff. And like the main character is like in fifth place, sixth place in this relay race. And he's like, he lost a bunch of time. Um, and he's like clearly going to lose. And then they do like this thing where like the main character, she's like in a super quiet and cause she wants to cheer too. And she wants to cheer him on. Uh, cause they've gotten so close off after all this time. And just in this tiny, teeny, tiny little, like, like sing songy bird, like voice, you hear her just go, you can do it. And he hears that, oh, and it's geez. just like steam shoots out of his fucking nose, and he just <laughs> he just starts sprinting, and he gets third. <laughs> but like, but hey, it's better than last. Um, it's super cute, man. It's such a cute show. It's a big breath of fresh air from all the other stuff I've seen. Um, I don't know. I I enjoyed it. What you watching, bro? I started. I went back to. Just flipping, th- flipping through all the streamings going out. What do you watch? Samurai Jack. Start, start a new thing. And I, yeah. I ended up just going back and I've started uh, at season one with uh, Futurama again. Mm. It's one that I, I go back to yeah. time and again. And it, it, I, I love it. Like the, the whole arc of Futurama, mm-hmm. just it, it works for me. Where something like, a, like your family guy, great. your family guys, your Simpsons that have just, they've jumped the shark. 20 years ago and now it's they're not like they're there but they're not really enjoyable anymore to me i feel like there's a reason for that too because like they start off in a very mundane world like even like american dad started off very mundane 
but then they, at least in American Dad, they introduced the bombastic side of things, which is the alien, like Roger. Well, but even so it's like, like at least even, in episode one, they established that. But even like with it, like American Dad, it became bizarre and it started bizarre enough that they can go weird with it. Yeah. I find as opposed that, to like Simpsons and Family Guy, where like it's like Simpsons to me has run out of A stuff. stories. Because I've yeah. seen so many episodes now that you tune in and it's like it's a whole episode on Mo. And it's like we're we're not invested in Mo. I'm sorry, but I could give two no, craps about Mo terrible person. To find out there was an entire episode about a rag and the history of this rag that was a tapestry that turns into Mo's bar rag. I don't need that as an episode. No, Whereas, that's... like Futurama, mm-hmm. you had the each episode was its standalone, but you had that you had you had the the flows through it. You had the yeah. callbacks, the Easter eggs, the mm-hmm. the entire language that's hidden throughout in the background, the alien language, the the Y X and Z stories, the X Y Z stories that are happening in the background too. Yeah. There's and, one where it, it's like the cops are trying to stop a bank robbery and like there's like a whole like standoff in the background mm-hmm. of one of the episodes, but like it's not in the foreground, so you barely notice it. Well, even like the forethought for them seasons in, I don't remember what season it is, where you find out that Nibbler went back in time to send Fry <laughs> forward. And if you watch the first episode, Nibbler's silhouette is there, his shadow. Oh, they put really? that in the first episode. That's the forethought that this show has. She's gro- groaning when he's like when he when the leash comes off is just full bore. The dude's a genius, but like as soon as he stopped being the main writer for like The Simpsons, that show fell off. Like it fell off. Yeah, they're just they. Good on him for Futurama though. Yeah, the dog episode. Oh my god. Mm. Don't don't get me started I, on dude. On I have to prepare Jurassic for Park. That yeah, when yeah. You see that? I know that one. I I can't. I couldn't tell you how it starts, but when I start watching it, I know there's certain a part where Some, you're like, "Oh no, 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 no!" And that's uh, Fry wants his dog back, and you like he's doing the disco dancing thing. I think right. He's like, well, that's it's for... before that because it's oh, even because yeah. he's goes to they go to like a it's a museum. That's right. And he finds yeah. out that the museum is a it's a pizza place of like the 20th century pizza place from New York. Right, and he's like, wait, this right, is my, right, this right. is the, this is Panucci's. Yeah, I used to work here. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Damn, dude. Every time I go back and I watch Futurama, a part of me always wants to make a cosplay costume to go as Zap Brannigan for Comic-Con. I'd appreciate that. Yeah, I can. I've always wanted to dress up as um, Scruffy, Scruffy the janitor, the janitor, and just and just do that. Like have like the fake, have the have the jugs magazine, and just flip. Just stand off to the side every time somebody's (laughs) taking a picture. Just be leaning on your mop in the background. Who's that guy? I'm Scruffy. I'm Scruffy, janitor. janitor. (laughs) You see the appeal, though. Oh, I do. Oh man! So just Futurama? Any episodes that like you came across that you're like, oh, this is so good to see again? Uh, I've only I'm only in the second season, so it's there's some good ones. Yeah, but no, nothing that I was like, oh yeah, I'm like, yeah. there's the Titanic one, 
But I just mm. I watched that one yesterday where they go and the the cruise liner. The cruise liner and Yeah. Yeah. Oh and uh Kiff. one of the Isn't that when Kiff and Amy actually started? That's when they meet. Yeah. They haven't Travis like officially you. dated, but like at the end yeah. he rescues her from the ship, so yeah um right. robot hell is one that i always oh just the musical number in that one it's i like that one i gotta go with uh the ball war with the crank up guns oh thing. yeah yeah like pro- proton guns. bender becomes a bomb uh and he becomes a war hero and he's just like he's just he's just exploded and he's just a big balloon robot (laughs) (laughs) with the clicky clack wheels (laughs) the game wheels with clickies on oh my god and then uh when fry learns to play the uh the 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 holophone flute yeah, the holophone. See, and that's why that I ending, like because it's the ending song for me because he's bad at playing it. But like, it's he, like when he loses the hands, when he loses yeah, the devil's he gets hands, back. Yeah. yeah, he gets his hands back, and it's just that like doo, 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 the doo, innocence doo, of. Doo, doo, well, and that's why doo, I like. I think for me, the when when Bender goes to Robot Hell, mm. I like that one because it introduces the Robot Devil, and I like. Oh, yeah. he's one of my favorite characters. Just because of like, I love Love the idea of like your, your stereotypical Satan type that is not evil to the, like to an extent, like the South Park's Satan, the robot Mm -hmm. devil, where like it's, they're, they're droll, they're comedic, they're, they're not just evil for the sake of evil, like they're going to muck with you without just sending you to a lake of fire type of thing and. I just like mm. the the at the end of Robot Hell when they like they drop the the violin and it just nails him in the head. <laughs> he leaves out that squeal, <laughs> gets me every time. Oh jeez, man. Um, I did like the Simpsons Futurama crossover episode, and then there's that because there's that one scene where like Homer is strangling the Bart goblins. Yeah, and he's like, "Why you little? Why you little? Why you little?" Why you little? <laughs> I found that as a gif mm. and then used it as my uh, uh, as as my banner for Discord. Uh, it was one of those a couple that, years back. It was an all right episode. I had fun with it. It felt it that episode though to me. It it had the same feel as um like a Treehouse of Horrors episode where it, yeah. it exists, but this reality. is not canon. This That's is why I like the What If Machine so much. The which? The What If Machine or whatever it was. The, oh, um, yeah. No, I enjoyed that episode a lot. The, Especially I think it, was, the, it, was, um, it came back twice. I think there was two. It, those are two? I think there was two What If episodes. If hmm. I remember correctly. Because there was the one where... <clears throat> the one with Giant Bender... Yeah, there's, there's one with Human Bender. Which yeah. one was the one with Human Bender? That's, I think that's the first one. Yeah, and that's, then the, yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, and then the second Human one is Bender when Bender. Giant when it's Giant Bender, and I think yeah. Leela it has like a Wizard of Oz thing. Mm, yep. But it, you find out that it wasn't actually the What If machine. She just got brained by the arm, the handle of it. And had a <laughs> yeah, that's right. Knocked her out. Oh. Zoidberg's uh, Zoidberg when he goes back to his home planet, and then you find out that his species either mates or dies. 
mates and dies. Oh, no, sorry, mates and yeah. dies, and or live virginity for or death. Long. Yeah. yeah, that's how high school felt for a while, and then I realized that that was just college propaganda. <laughs> I, like I don't know, man. The one really where the one room. where Zoidberg dates that florist is another touching one. Mm, yeah. Where he likes on the opposite. Where he yeah. sacrifices his happiness or his yep. relationship for her yep. ability to smell again. That was another. I like the one where uh they where Fry becomes his own grandfather. Yeah. That one's funny because then because the thing that I, that I got a kick out of was like after he bangs his grandma, she immediately turns starts into to a age. grandma. Yeah, like instantaneously <laughs> ages. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> also, the way his grandpa died was so messed up. <laughs> it was so Just messed up, dude. Saves him by putting or try Fry trying to save him in a bunker yeah. in a nuclear field in a <sighs> test field. It was a house. It was a house. It was a test house. Oh my god! Was it Herschel? Is that his name? <laughs> I love where, um, oh, like his grandpa's got that. It has like is like hinting that he might be gay, and I love that scene mm. where like Fry puts him in that house to keep him safe and hangs up that pinup calendar, and his grandpa <laughs> flips to the next month, and there's a guy on the thing. So Fry just slowly <laughs> lowers it. <laughs> Remember, and then Zoidberg getting dissected, and it's just like, doesn't he eat his own organ at one point? <laughs> I th- no, it, it's no, it's a uh, um, they're they're reading the they're they're going through the contents of his stomach. They're like mm. one devil, yeah. egg, the same deviled same egg, deviled egg. <laughs> That's right. And then they're like checking on things, and they're like, he's like, oh, go ahead, take that, I don't need it. And he's like, oh no. Don't cut that. That's what my. That's what makes me talk. And they stop, and then they start sawing even faster. <laughs> I love the um the president that is choking on my gas bladder. <laughs> what an honor! <laughs> yeah, there was a, oh. the, the, and I'm, I'm I'm trying to think of like the real touching ones. Um, mm-hmm. the episode where Bender finds out he's mortal. Oh and yeah, and then and you find out that uh, Hermes was like the tester, yeah, and that he he's the one he passed Bender him. because he just like yeah. otherwise Bender would have been crushed and he he's got that yeah. secret where he's he would have failed expe- uh was it uh inspection yeah he inspection? he would have yeah he would have failed inspection and just been like like crushed or whatever and he wouldn't yeah. have ex- existed so that's so good oh and oh and Fry's brother. Oh yeah, for like because with the, the, the seven, with the seven leaf, leaf clover. clover, yeah, it's like oh I can't believe this guy was a jerk to me my whole life, and then he tried to steal my seven leaf clover. He stole my whole life, and you realize that like, wait a minute, yeah, that's not his brother. That's his named that's for his, his uncle who never yeah. stopped. Yeah, his great uncle who never stopped. Uh, was it believing? Dream. Never stopped. I don't remember something maybe. like that. Either way, Fry's girlfriend. Which one? The damn it! The um, the one that came from the fe- the past. No, no, it's the damn it! It's the one where he's on a bounce back from Leela, and it's like a genuinely solid relationship. Damn it! Okay, is hang that, on. I gotta, is that I gotta, during like the 
The Beast with a Billion Backs? Like the movies? Oh, it could have been. Where she's, and but then it turns out she's dating like seven other guys. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, that was friggin' heartbreaking for me. Cause like, how often Fry gets like lifted up and then immediately dick punched and thrown into a gully <laughs> is like, oh my God. Oh, and Leela finding her parents. That was yeah, really, that like, with the montage so at the end. Where, oh, yeah. And then like you find out what happened. And that and, they like, were there the whole time. They were bawling their eyes out. Like they're bawling their eyes out when they leave her and they're raising her slowly but surely. Yeah, through the grates. Oh, such a good show. I'm the only alien that looks like me on this planet. And I'm like, hmm, you're the main character in disguise. <laughs> Uh, Taranga Leela, man, voiced by uh, the woman who played Peggy. Yep. What is her name? She's an absolute rocket. She was also in Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, she was the, the mum. The motorcycle mama. And in uh, Dating My Teenage Daughters. Yes, yes. Uh, Eight Simple Rules. Yeah, with John yep. Ritter. Mm-hmm. Who died. That was a shame. And then they brought in Michael J. Nope, not Michael J. Fox. What is the name of the guy? Um, he was in Grown Ups. Um, 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 uh, David Spade. Yes, David Spade. Who, truthfully, he helped end that show well. And the gra- and the grandpa. I don't remember who the grandpa was. Oh, yeah. Damn. Katie Seagal. That's the, that's the one. Oh. Oh, that's the name of the woman. Oh, yeah, okay. no, that's she, not that's Katie, Katie no, Seagal. Katie Seagal wasn't the grandpa. That's that's uh, no, Lee. no, no. That's that's the yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I was about to say it's like yeah, no, yeah. Katie, Katie Seagal, when you we know you're listening, you are an absolute rocket. Thank you for all the stuff that you've ever worked on. You were a large portion of my childhood. Keep doing what you do. Hell yeah. Well, I think we have talked at length and broken some ice. That was twenty minutes. That, is, of just that was good chipping away at the uncut. ice. That was good conversation. Yeah, that was solid. I'm feeling relaxed. I'm feeling chill. I am too. I'm, I'm feeling. I'm feeling nostalgic <gasps> right now. Are you feeling nostalgic? I am. I think we should take a trip, a nostalgia trip, as it were. Mm, the memory lane, all aboard. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I've got a. I've got a topic for our memory lane. Ooh, ooh I'm looking forward already. We're coming into. We're well into summer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I happen to know firsthand that you're leaving me in a month to go see yep. your family and go visit mm-hmm. your grandma and celebrate two years old bro celebrate her 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 centennial and two birthday yep. yep so i want to do a nostalgia trip let's go back and tell me about a, a family vacation that you fondly remember mm. a family holiday uh I'm okay. Okay. Well, I mean, you know where this is going off the cuff, but like, the I'm going to start off. I'm never, <laughs> I, I was actually, you know what? My mom pulled one of those like early, like nineties parent things were like, Oh, let's take the child who will never remember going to Disneyland to Disneyland and take a bunch of pictures. And then we never go back to Disneyland. Oh, was, was how that was. You got there she, when I was a baby. Yeah, my pa- we drove by it. No, three. I was three when we went. I was an infant and we drove by it. That's the closest That's I've ever been. Were you at least a toddler? No, I was an infant Damn. and we drove oh. by it. We drove by Disneyland oh, and past SeaWorld. That's the best That's I've got. What, where'd you go? We, uh, we were visiting some relatives down south. Oh, family trip thing. Okay. Yeah. 
That's rough. Disneyland isn't very isn't inexpensive though, even back in the nineties, so I totally understand. Yeah. Um Okay. Uh I'll do I'll do a couple I'll do a tiny one first. Um so like growing up, my my mom was a single parent because my father passed away when I was seven. Um, so she, you know, she was the breadwinner for the family, and she was babysitting multiple kids at once. And that's basically a, not even basically, that is a full time job. Um, and I got mad respect for her and stuff. Like she's been working since she's been five. She was she was five. So I don't hold any kind of like, you know, glib or whatever against her in regards to like our family vacays. The ones that I, I remember, obviously, are going to the Philippines because I've been there seven, eight times. Uh, actually, no, this this time will be my eighth time. But I'm going to bring up the Vermilion Fair. Mm. Because every year since I was probably five years old, uh, my dad started this off where we would go to the Vermilion Fair. We'd stay a night at my mother's very close friend Christie's house. And we'd stay a couple nights, and I would I get to go to the Vermilion Fair, ride the rides, play games for two days, and I could eat mini donuts and whatever. And Mom just let me run wild. Uh, Christie's daughter Stephanie, who I was basically my cousin at this point, um, like looked after me, and we went on all the rides. We had all the fun. Um, super super awesome, big memory, and that was every year from like ages five to like. 16 when me being a typical teenager lost interest in that stuff uh yeah like i want to i want to go back i want to do my part-time job and then i'm gonna play xbox that's all i want to do uh so yeah Mm. that's that's the small one the big one you know this is coming philippines philippines were always will always be uh home to me it's always been my second home um while i live work play and do everything basically in canada the philippines is it's always got a place in my heart and uh specifically uh damayan near roja city uh the visaya speaking portion of the philippines it's a tribal language uh, aside from tagalog which is the national and then uh english being the second the national secondary language hmm. anyway so biggest memories for me going to the philippines was sitting on the porch um reading uh reading a book it was a i think it was a comic book that i brought with me and showing my grandfather and grandmother pictures of all the superheroes and i was talking in english because i'm a child and i couldn't at this point i couldn't speak tagalog still can't really i understand some but you know enough to know when my mom's mad at me and (laughs) enough to know when she's talking about me and enough to know when she wants me to sing uh for her friends but uh, sitting there on the porch on a little stool in between my grandparents. And these two were my last grandparents, by the way. My grandparents on my dad's side, they died when he was 16. Oh. So that entire half of my family has been, like, it's been very difficult to, like, maintain communication because my dad's dead. Yeah. So, like, aside from the odd, like, oh, Merry Christmas, it's good to hear from you. Like, there's nothing to talk about, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that connection's not there. It was cut short. Yeah. It's rough. So, like, in my only memory, by the way, of visiting that side of the family, which would be, like, my uncles and aunts, uh, was when my dad would go out there to hunt. Uh, he'd go at the hunting lodge, and then mom and I would stay with my aunties and uh, and his uh, his sisters, and then, you know, we'd hang out and stuff. And my dad actually had a family before me and mom, which I'll bring up in some other podcast, but uh, 
Yeah, that was that's like the only but between that and like going to the Vermilion Fair, those are like the only real vacations I ever had with my dad mm. before he passed. And then but the Philippines, uh, he was on a few of those. He went on every single one while he was still alive. And six years old, I do believe, is when was the last one that he went on. And that one was still burned in my memory because he gave me a piggyback ride through the jungle. And he would put me up on his shoulders and I picked uh, lychee fruit. Oh, yeah. And I got to eat them and I like I peeled them and then I would give him one and then I would eat one. And that was and while I'm still up on his shoulders. And there was one bit where I like m- my face got mussed up in a spider web while up in the tree. And I start screaming mm-hmm. and he freaks out because he thought something attacked me. And I'm just like waving my hands around and stuff. And I, I remember that fervently. And then there's uh, the one time that one of my uncles scared the ever loving crap out of me was when uh, <laughs> they had made they made uh, they were making. Uh, they, OK, so they killed a carabao, which is like a big buffalo, water buffalo. Um, and they were making various things out of it. They're going to roast like a big rack of ribs of it. They're going to make soup. They're going to make stew. They're going to make all these other dishes. Um, and my uncle after butchering it, had taken the tail uh, and it being a wet piece of meat, it suctioned and suctioned it to his face and then chased me looking like an elephant man. And that's fervently in the back of my brain (laughs) because just to him cackling while going, gonna get you, gonna get you uh, in broken English. (laughs) And that's Uh, when, and that's the day you started needing therapy. No, that that's the day when I I took it upon myself to live in a cave with elephants, and I have become Elephant Man. I am the Elephant Man. <laughs> Let me get you. I'm Elephant Man. I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> I can uh, tell because your trunk is out. Right. Thank you. We're also not in the same room, as far as the audience knows. Uh. Anywho, uh, and thank you for calling it a trunk. That's very flattering. Um. The, uh, and I got, I got one more really like, uh, so my very fairly recently, one of my cousins passed away of cancer, um, which is rough, you know, but cause he, he, he and I weren't like the closest, but like, you know, we were still buddy, buddy. We should, we had like beers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I, like the last time I was there when I was 18 and, uh, my fondest memory of him is his, like the way he did construction. Because in the Philippines, a lot of the construction workers, they're just full bore like daredevils. They don't need harnesses. They don't need like gloves. Yeah, it's a different thing. You you can go to you can go to construction and and, like cheap sandals and call it a day. Yeah. Hell barefoot. Yeah. um, In his case. But he used to effectively walk 90 degrees up trees uh, because he did like the rope thing where he'd wrap a rope, a lash a rope around the back of the tree, pull himself, give himself using leverage. Would basically like keep himself to the tree and then just like walk dragging the rope up the palm oh, tree yeah. and would you know chop down coconuts and like by the time he gets to the top it's starting to bend down so now he's like he's basically standing on the tree chops off a bunch of coconuts and then would just slide down the tree like freaking tarzan mm-hmm. with the rope um and then construction when he was up on the roof with my uncle talio uh who was the guy that did the the, the elephant trunk thing that freaked me out uh, they were up on the roof and Uncle Talio was like shouting at him like, well, what are they doing? Oh, they're putting on some new tin for the roof. So I see Macho, which was his name, uh, like the nickname that we all gave him. Um, 
he takes like three sheets of tin roofing, puts them on his head, and then like walks up a like 45 degree ladder that I see bouncing Mm -hmm. without putting his hands on the ladder and just walks to the top of it, drops the tin onto the roof, goes back down, same way, doesn't even touch the ladder with his hands, the ladder's bouncing away, like this thing's gonna come off the roof and he's gonna die. Um, <laughs> and then he just does it all over again. He comes back up with tools and he goes back down. He's got the fasteners. And I'm like sitting there like, this guy's a superhero. Because <laughs> he was older than me and he was like, okay, he's like, I think he was he was 20 when I turned 16. And older um, cousins tend to have that power they're not yeah. they're not yet adults like those are the as you grow up with them it's like that's that's what you strive to be i know yeah. i have i've i had cousins growing up that was the same yeah. thing that, that oh they're so cool and I, I would say larger than life but he was shorter than me when i was 14 so <laughs> <laughs> but now nah, the dude the dude was a tank and it was a shame to see him go but uh well he went he went peacefully and uh all that but yeah no i mean and I'll, I'll try my best not to end this off on a sad one. Uh, the last biggest memory for me would be Boracay Island. And I've told you about Boracay a few times. It's a resort island in the Philippines, for those of you in the audience. Um, which, funnily enough, the new president of the Philippines at the time went, you know what, this place is kind of turning into a pigsty because of all the damn, because of all the travelers that come here and then they just don't respect it because it's still like a tropical island. So we're going to close it for six months and we're just going to full bore clean it. We're going to clean the waters. We're going to get rid of all the pollutants. We're going to top to bottom scrub this place because the Philippines, its main, you know, source of income when it's not like people sending money from other countries back home uh, to support their families. It's tourism Mm -hmm. because a lot of those people also come back to the Philippines to spend more money being tourists. So... Oh, I am also. Boracay Island and Manila are the two main cash cows. You were saying sorry. I was just gonna say that most most countries like that, like that's the main source of income mm-hmm. is yeah. people coming in and you know pay slap some paint on the prettiest parts and go, ah, white people mm-hmm. bring us your money, la la la. Yeah, the um, well, and the Philippines has always had a very like close relationship to the United States mm-hmm. because it was occupied by them post world uh, pre World War Two and post World War Two, mm. um, not in like a tyrannical way, but just in like a we're expanding and we need more <laughs> islands and we need a dry dock for boats. So the Filipino government was like, "We'll rent you our docks." And then, oh, funnily enough, uh, if you've ever been curious as to why there's so many Filipino nurses, uh, the reason that the Philippines has, uh, for the most part, still has actually the uh the greatest nursing program in the world uh it's because the united states had in uh due to some like dealings or whatever they sent over uh, a bunch of nursing instructors so what wound up happening was a lot of filipino women got trained as nurses and because at the time the united states actually had a nurse shortage a lot of them were given fast track uh work visas and such or the equivalent of a work visa back then to go work in the states and then that started this trend of uh, Filipinos going to the United States or Canada, working there, and then sending money home to their families. And then for the longest time, it was only the women, because predominantly women were nurses mm-hmm. in the Philippines. But since the country only needs so many, they get sent out. 
same with housekeepers and uh, seamstresses. Um, and so then they get trained in country. They get trained exceptionally well in country. Midwives, too. Um, they get trained in country. They get sent out. And then uh, they, they go out. They go out into the, into the, the greater world. And they wind up becoming like multilingual people that are professionals in their fields. And then they wind up sending money back home. And eventually like the idea is that they will go home permanently or bring their families over. <laughs> but in the meantime, they're throwing all this money into the Philippines. Uh, and, you know, it improves the economy overall because mm -hmm. it's eventually like clean cash that's coming from other countries. That's just getting put back into the Filipino economy. So that's why the Filipino peso there's like so many other countries where like similar things happen, but not to the same degree. And it allows the Filipino peso to not become effectively worthless in the world market because it uses the U S dollar to the Canadian dollar. It's like 43 pesos to a dollar, which the equivalent of like buying a happy meal here is like what? 10 bucks, roughly a little bit less there. It's closer to $5 or $4 uh, Canadian. So like, it gives other like other countries still have plenty of buying power when they go there. So it's a very ideal spot to go for a vacation. If you want to get a lot of bang for your buck, especially if you go to Boracay, because going back to it, Boracay is beautiful. We took a barge from the short, like we took a bus to the crossing, took a barge, uh, an open water barge, which, you know, the boats from Moana mm -hmm. with like the canoe on one side. And then they have like the raft bit and then like another canoe. Yeah. Effectively that just with a motor. Um, and then we took that barge across the open water and it was a little bit wavy and it was really cool. And I found out that I don't get seasick, um, which is pretty sick. Unlike some of the other poor Caucasian fellows that were on that boat um, who were just hating life, uh, which, by the way, one of the reasons that they built an airport on Boracay was so people wouldn't have a bad first day. So you can just land right on Boracay Island and then get off, do your do your thing have fun, get back on a plane, leave, never have to gain sea legs. But I guess I'm lucky because uh, my Filipino blood got, gave me that natural sea legs. Um, but yeah, we stayed at this one hotel and it had a really cool breakfast menu and it was right by the by, right by the water. Uh, my mom found out why the hotel that we got was so cheap is because it was actually uh, typhoon season, the right, the, right the beginning of typhoon season. So our for two nights out of the four nights that we stayed there, it was full bore blasting rain. And then we wake up and everything's fine. And then it, we go back to sleep and it's full bore blasting wind and rain. And and we wake up, everything's fine. Um, and the water and the waves were huge because it's typhoon season. So like there's dudes surfing and they had like those giant banana inflatables and like one person would jump on the end, the other and the other end would like slingshot someone off. That paragliding. Um, and they had this one, like, make your own stir fry on rice uh, stall. And I didn't realize that what I was putting on mine would be the spiciest thing that I would ever eat in my entire <laughs> life to the point where it actually formed my, it, it, I feel like my taste buds, like, wrapped themselves in permanent Kevlar ever since that night. Because I ate the spiciest thing ever, had a Sprite with it, which is one of the worst things that you could have with something spicy, <laughs> any kind of soda or water. And... Ever since then, spicy food doesn't hit me as bad as it used to. And yeah, like I, that, that was the night that I developed my spicy palate because I shocked, I, I, I shell shocked my taste buds into protecting themselves, I guess. But yeah, that was, 
That's that's all of it, man. That's that's every nostalgic trip. Right well, I there. was gonna say, welcome back to Brendan talks about the Philippines, where mm. we've learned everything we need to know about the Philippines. Oh, there's more. Oh, there's so much more. <laughs> you haven't lived until you had uh, ribs on a spit. By the way, so good beef ribs on a spit are amazing, <sighs> dude. Your trips. Come on. I've been talking for so long. <laughs> I noticed. I was going to say. Yeah. But the, I'm, giving you, I'm giving you time. Just like, you know, really. My, well, mine's by and far not near as, as involved. My trip, nostalgia trip for family vacations that I remember quite fondly is the back in the day. It's This is going to be a small niche of folks that understand what this is and was, but there used to be a park in Kelowna, in uh, Kelowna, BC. It was just mm. called Bedrock City. And it was... The Flintstones? It was the Flintstones, but it was it was a little theme park that... I don't even know if it had anything beyond just concrete buildings that looked like Flintstone houses. There was that's pretty there cool. was uh car like the, the the cars they were made out of concrete so you could sit in them and pretend you were driving. They had slides. I don't know if they had anything beyond that. I don't remember, but it was just you walked around an old like a Flintstone town and it was fun and it's long since been closed. I I I think the I think the park's been closed for over twenty years now. Yeah, nineteen ninety eight. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, wild and wild waters was right next door. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'd go, yeah, you'd wow. go to the park, you'd go, you'd snoop around bedrock, sit in the cars, and then you'd pop over to the water park. We went there. We used to go there quite often as as Dang, kids. Dang that! That looks cool. I'm looking at some of the costumes they had, and they they're pretty much like that. They're, they're pretty spot on for like eighties costumes. Yep. They're not as terrifying as some of them can be. <laughs> but yeah. Have you seen have you seen like the mid nineties like Teletubby costumes that they were putting oh, out? Yeah. Like just the nightmare fuel. Oh mascot costumes can go so bad so quickly. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Damn man. Short story. Any any like any particular moments like stand out to you from those trips? Like No, I was fairly young. So it, I just you, remember, it was you and your brother. I remember right? being uh, they had one of those slide sets where it's like the metal slides. Oh, and it was like midsummer, and you just oh, shoot yeah. down it and just launch. That's about all. Right. That's it. Yeah, short and sweet. That's that's crazy. Love it. So, I think it seems a good time right now. Is we'll take a quick breather. We'll come on oh, back. That's true. And we watched a movie called Parasite from Netflix. Yeah, Korean, a Korean film from Bong Joon Ho, which uh, he's a very popular uh director in korea done a lot of award-winning uh films and whatnot but you're gonna find out why we don't like how netflix classifies things when we get back from the break (laughs) see you in a minute (laughs) bye no you know what we're back we are we're better than ever we're beer than ever because because we're bees Bees. bees yeah in fact my first and last names have bees that's true Mm-hmm. And your last name makes me a province. Yes. So we Good watched for you. So we watched Parasite. Hey, you have the Flintstones inside of you. I do. You're, you're BC. I do. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we watched Parasite. Bong Joon Ho. Uh, just a quick open letter to Netflix. 
Um, we should get this out of the way now. They lied to uh, me, ne- Brendan. Netflix they lied, lied, they lied to, to me. both of us. They lied they to both of us. They raised my more. expectations. You tells me yeah. watch Parasite on Netflix, and I go, "All right, let's give it a quick." Yeah. I'm on the you Google. What they say? And they says, what "Hey, they say? this is a Korean comedy." And I went, "Cool, oh. I'm up for a good comedy. I'm always down yeah. to laugh." This was not yeah. a comedy, Netflix. It was not. Heck. It really was. I was it lied really to. was not. I was betrayed. I want my money I, back. I was... The only time I was laughing at this movie, when it was when things got more insane. I would like to preface. Spoilers. Um, but I will say, and I'd like to throw this out now, Braden. There's a huge twist in the middle of this movie. We should not spoil that twist. But, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, we really shouldn't spoil that part because that that is integral to the rest of the film. See, now I'm going to tiptoe around it. Yeah. Okay, that, let's get it out of the way. That thing. Yep. I assumed that, happened. that was going to be what this family was doing. Yep. I thought that they were going to do the thing that happened. There was, but... Years ago, there was okay. a story in Japan where that mm. happened. Yep. It was a business. Okay, we should preface. We should preface, because we should talk about like the beginning bit so we don't confuse everybody at least, right? It's a poor family. It's a really poor Korean family. They don't have a lot of money. And the whole like thing is, okay, we're gonna get So they end jobs. up they're so poor that they decide to become horrible people to a I mean, rich I think, family I think, and take advantage yeah. of a rich family. Yep. And lie and cheat and essentially steal from now, this family. Not to say that they weren't good at what they were doing, at least the father and the mom. They both did well in their jobs. Um, the son, full bore lied, but was actually good at what he did. Um, that we and then do, did scummy stuff. We never actually yeah. saw him teach her English. We saw him do some weird like how to thing take where he's tests. like, no, he, we saw him do like this thing about tests. where he's like, oh, make sure you hack through your test. Look, your pulse is racing. You got to. And then he makes forward. out with the girl, which was skeezy in itself because yep. his friend told him, I have a crush on this girl. I don't want yep. my friends hitting on this girl. Be a yep. bro and go help me out. And first thing he does yep. is go, eh, screw my friend. I'm going to start macking on this underage girl we can assume I think she's a sophomore and he is like right on the uh, he's like i want to say 20 he's old 21. enough that he can't ask her gross. out until she's in college yeah so it gross. makes it skeezy. it's still really no it is it's not even just skeezy it's, it's gross it's illegal and gross it's gross it's gross but at the same time uh, this movie did, while it was not a comedy, it absolutely succeeded in setting off my WTF meter several times over and over again. The rich family, there's a twist with them on a couch that was just fairly traumatic for me and my girlfriend sitting on the couch, uh, watching this you mean, together. You mean the softcore porn scene? That yeah, was the full bore out of, out of left field, right beside, right beside the family, by the way. Um, okay, so just, okay, I, I feel like we keep getting ahead of ourselves, because this movie is crazy. Uh, so the family's poor, and they basically, so this one, the dude's friend, this the, the son's friend, is like, hey, I brought you this rock, it's gonna be like, it's gonna bring you wealth and stuff, right? And then he's like, okay, look, there's a girl, I've been tutoring, it makes good money, but I'm gonna go to school overseas, so I need you to go ahead and, like, keep an eye on her, because I don't want my skeezy-ass college friends from, to, like, start hitting on her and being gross. He's like, oh, okay. 
So he goes there. He he fakes his papers. His, truthfully, his sister could make money being the photoshopper. That yeah, she is, and she by the could way. just do that. Like, like they talk about, oh, yeah. like, oh, she can't afford to go to classes, but she has it's like, dude, she can teach a class abilities and just doesn't able to use fool that. people. So she uses yeah. so fraud, and then they get another yep. dude fired to take over yep. his job, and then a woman. They oh yeah, try and, they, to and they do it essentially attempted murder because they're like oh yeah. she's extremely allergic to peaches so what should we do yep. let's throw gonna get peaches her out of here. in her face yep criminals peach fuzz. these people peach are fuzz. awful peach awful people. peach fuzz by the not way like this family I, at all i i hated this family but i was a fucking i was sorry for swearing i'm so impressed with how they managed to like squeeze their way in here like how because i because i was waiting for them to fail Oh my God, was I waiting for them to get caught? Because when the doorbell rang and they were about to get caught and it was like, and then like, there's a scene where like the family comes back and they're all like terrified and hiding under a coffee table. Like, I'm like, just get caught, just get caught. I just, I want all of you to go to jail. Let's do this. Come on, let's just do this. And it goes so much worse than that. And it's so good to me for that reason with how much crazier it got. Because like they, they set up expectations. Like, okay, this family is bad. They're desperate for money, so they do bad things for money. I understand that. But you can't just be like, the son is very intelligent, knows how to teach, like, could teach English and be a genuine tutor and stuff and make money that way, could get into college if he wanted to, and then go, let's also commit several bits of fraud, probably a little bit of statutory on top of that, and then also, for the heck of it, attempted murder. Um, This movie is crazy and yet i was so bored by this movie that by the time that the craziness kicks off i'm uninvested in it i yeah, kept checking I held the out. timer going how much more of this movie do i have to be prolonged to yeah like last week i, I watched last it. week we watched rrr it was a three-hour movie yeah. with subtitles and i was enthralled the entire time Mm-hmm. This time it was a two and a half hour movie with subtitles and I was so bored out of my mind that I couldn't even go on my phone and like have it running in the background because I missed the movie because I got to read dude. the subtitles. Yeah. did Dude, did you know that? And, and here's the crazy part. This movie won like uh, an Academy Award, the 92nd, I think the 92nd. Yeah. Yeah. It was the 92nd Academy Award because I remember them talking about this years ago um, or whatever. I think it was 20, not even years ago. It was like 2020 when this uh, movie won. Uh, it won Best Picture, it won Best Director, it won the Best Original Screenplay, and won Best International Feature Film. Ugh. See, it just goes to show you that I do not agree with the Academy. This movie eh. bored me. I thought, I, I'm glad I managed to hold out. I th- did you watch it alone, or did you watch it with uh, your wife? No, I watched it by myself, and then at one point, yeah. my wife came in back into the living room. She was in our bedroom watching movies, and then mm. she came out, and she saw what I was watching, and she was like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go back to my movie. I was like, i wish i could and then yep. turns out she was watching american wedding and i would I, I wished i'd watch that instead mm. oh yeah that's the american pie uh series yeah that's the, right? the final yeah. one where everybody's yeah. grown up now and they go or, american, marry... american reunion not american wedding did did what's his did what's his name mary stifler's mom no oh, i feel like that would have been the best possible which, like universe which guy Cause the dude that well, the dude that was always going after his mom no, the, from like the first two films. No, he 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 would he had no intentions of marrying her. She was just the she was on this pedestal. Uh, 
No, in in American Reunion, it's Jim's dad, Eugene Levy. He ends up dating oh. Stifler's mom. <laughs> nice. And that's a it's that's a fun little awesome. arc on the side. I like I like that. That's actually really awesome. Yeah. Because Stifler and the main guy were always basically brothers. So yeah, that's fair. So yeah, no, back to Parasite. Parasite. Ugh. Yeah. So the thing that I think bothered could you could you let your ire just like be a little I less in the front I man? Trying and this movie, <laughs> like it, there was nothing that pulled me in that I was like, oh, oh, it was like there. They, I had a slight glimmer of like, ooh, this could be interesting when you find out why the kid's been drawing the pictures. When we have that flashback mm-hmm. about the birthday but it was and that but it was thing the kid sees but it was so minor yeah the rest of it just goes meh and goes although at the and then at the ending the kid reliving it and i find out you find out at the end so i'm gonna try again try this bypass spoilers for anybody that wants to bring the demons out of you bro again i tried i gave it i gave it my all and it just Mm -hmm. it took and it took and it left me empty at the Damn, end, man. at the end, when there's that bit where the dad writes the letter to the boy, mm, right? That to was the son. Really cool. How did the son get the letter back? That's never explained. He writes a oh, letter to his dad, writing. and he goes, yeah. "This is my plan." How did he get the letter to him? I think. Uh, well, no, because there's that bit right afterwards where he's still seated there. So I think that's just like a wishful thinking thing. Maybe that's like that. That's because that's because you have to remember that's like a bit of the movie where it's like the dad's talking about plans and how you can't just have a plan because it'll go wrong. And if you don't have a plan, nothing can go wrong, which kind of like because the kid's like like beating himself up and stuff when like bad stuff initially happens. And the dad's like, just don't dude. it's whatever. It's fine. We'll just we'll go. We'll roll with the punches, move on. We'll figure something out. And then the kid makes a plan does something on his own and that results in terrible awful things happening because he went off half cocked and funnily enough with the rock because like you have to remember too there's like he like does a thing with the rock at the end which doesn't make any sense because the rock would have been gone right it would have just been completely gone so i felt like that's like the kid throwing away like his father's ideals and then just doing his own thing or whatever. And he wants to make it work. But I understand that frustration. Cause it's like, well, okay, hang on. Why are you trying to do a good ending for this nonsense? Yeah. Make any sense. It's like, Oh, it's look, like happy it, ending. It's not a happy yeah. ending. You've I, ruined I think multiple it, families lives. Yeah. You don't deserve a happy ending. You deserve jail. I think, I think uh, Law, list of my le- length of my arm of crimes that they've done and they get yeah. probation and they're just allowed to, yeah go about their lives and it's like ugh. to to be fair i think the probation was probably due to the one member of the family and the thing happening to them that was pretty sad kind of not, not really because really, i had no intention it. i i and again yeah. like that should have been the thing where i'm like oh no i'm so worried for this character yeah but but prior to that it's couldn't like oh less. she was yeah, such a cold-hearted awful. cow that i couldn't care yeah. less that's not the word you wanted to it use. was not the, uh, the family <laughs> podcast that i censored myself <laughs> There are several um, choice words that I have for this movie that I'm going to hold back on. I would, I, I would much rather like catch a mild parasite than have to watch parasite again. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm gonna throw it up there. I thought so. Okay, 
full bore. This is not a comedy. This is a drama. This is 100% a drama. It's basically a crime drama. So just ignore Netflix. They're dumb. Uh, as far as that goes. If you are interested in weird and, like, off-the-wall, like, scenes and, like, crazy dialogue in some cases and, like, weird, like, just, just like, crazy left turns, this is a good foreign film for that. This is not a comedy. You go into this thinking it's a comedy and you will feel betrayed. <laughs> like, this is a slow burn movie. This is not a comedy. So, this is not Bridesmaids. So to wrap it up, if you want a good foreign thriller, watch Parasite. It's a, yeah, it's a dramatic thriller, 100%. If you want a good comedy, watch American Reunion. Yeah. That's about all I got. Or, or honestly, just watch RRR. That again, too, because that, that movie's crazy, movie. and in a good way. That movie's crazy in a good way. Yep. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I don't, I don't want us to come across as overtly crabby or anything. But I mean, I, I'm with Braden. We got betrayed off the cuff by Netflix, and that did not help things. And I 100 percent agree. This movie is such a slow burn. You cannot. A, a large portion of you will not like it. It is not a quick film. No um in any way shape or form and i do recommend you watch it with like people you can discuss it with uh if possible because i think that helped a lot me and me and my girlfriend sitting on the couch watching it together we were talking about the things as it was happening um a lot of wtfs were thrown out for certain scenes there is a massive twist if you're interested if you're intrigued by you know my excitement there i will say one thing i did feel genuinely bad for the characters when the sewage started doing its thing in the low in the the low slums where they live and like the sewer water starts to come up because of the heavy rains and there's this one scene where the where the daughter is sitting on the but toilet even then, as see, and sewage that, is and that spurting part, out and the, she's just trying to calm herself down with a cigarette but even then like it so like you have that sad moment of like the dad turns around and he's looking at everything is underwater and you're like oh you start to feel ruined. bad for him and then yep. it cuts to the daughter sitting on an exploding crapper smoking holding the lid shut and it it undid all of that soft like oh just the, I, the, I felt, the, I the felt comedic really image of her, her like of this crap flying out of the toilet it just took away from it it ruined the touching moment of the dad for me but uh. i will i will say um the dad getting his wife's medal for i think it's hammer throw yeah is what she does not shot but it's the one where she yeah, swings like throw. the line yeah she throw. does that in the backyard yeah and she like had good technique and everything like you totally see why she got the awards it's like okay um damn this movie's crazy okay you know what we got we should end this off but we got to go on some wisdom because that that movie was not full of good people so let's how about you give us some good wisdom this week bro well well i've got a good person i the one of the guys, a coworker of mine named Peter, he gave me. Is this the one that gave you the rotisserie chickens for? Lunch? No, that was Tony. That's oh. a story for you should another bring, day. You, oh yeah, you should bring that up one so, day. That's that's a funny story. So Peter, it's it's words mm. that Peter told me years ago at work that I never quite right. understood the the metaphor, but it's one that has always stuck with me over the years and that I've never forgotten. Mm. It's he 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 looked at me deep one day and he said, Braden. Mm. Please stop making eye contact with me while you eat your banana. Good night, everybody. <laughs>
<laughs> Gross. <laughs> Have a good night, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, guys, it's Brendan from the Two Bees in a Butt podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to hear more, uh, please tune in at 9.30 on Wednesdays. We'll have new uploads every week. Uh, we really do appreciate you listening in. And I hope you have a wonderful night. Thank you. <laughs>